You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 59. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you are at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Hi, pet business owners. Hello. I hope you're doing great today. I am still recovering a bit from a cold that I got a few weeks ago, believe it or not. It's been one of those butt kicker flus. Actually, it's more of a flu than a cold. But in spite of that, I did want to go ahead and release this podcast episode because I am really enjoying podcasting every week, if at all possible. That's one of my goals for this year. So I missed one of the weeks this month, but for the most part, I'm releasing them every week on Tuesday. So that is my intention, and I'm going to do my best to continue that. So today's episode is with Jen Loudon. I interview her for the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference. This is an interview that I did a few years ago, but it's still very much relevant because hello, self-care, right? Relevant, relevant, relevant in 2020. So the thing is, is that when you're listening, I really want you to think about your own life and think about where you can start to implement some of what she shares. And some of what she shares might not even be anything that you're interested in. There may be other ways that you can provide the nurturing that all of us who are caretakers by nature really need. Self-care is deeply important, but especially when it comes to those of us who are caring for others. 
You know, whether you're a pet sitter, a dog walker, a dog trainer, doggy daycare owner, a lot of your energy is going out to your clients, to your pets, to their pets, right? So it's really important to come on back home, bring it on home, and give yourself some of that that you're putting out there. So we're going to dive into that interview in just a bit, but before we do, I do want to let you know that I am going to be in San Diego on February 10th. I am going to be doing two TV interviews back to back, and whenever I travel for business or pleasure, not always, but I try to do this, I enjoy creating a meetup of pet business owners to actually get to meet you podcast listeners in person and also those of you who read my books. So if you are available and you are in San Diego or the surrounding area near San Diego, I would love to meet you. I'm going to have details about that particular meetup in the show notes. You can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 59. I also want to let you know, I'm going to back this thing up a bit and let you know that I am also doing a book signing and book talk at the Book Passage Bookstore in Corte Madera, California. That is in Marin County and that is on February 8th. And that's a Saturday, and it's at 4 p.m., and I would love to see you there as well. Um, Obviously, those of you who are in San Diego, I'd love to see you in San Diego. Those of you who live in the Bay Area, California, please come to the book signing. It'd be so wonderful to see you. I'm going to be talking about the hiring handbook for pet sitters and dog walkers. I'm going to be signing books. And so, especially if you have hiring questions or you're just kind of grappling with the whole process around hiring, I welcome you to come to that book signing. It'd be great to have you there. So, I am really excited to dive into this episode. So, without further ado, here is my interview with Jen Loudon. Hi, everyone. I am Kristen Morrison. I am the founder of Six Figure Pet Business Academy and the creator of the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference. And I am so delighted to welcome Jen Loudon here today. She is a personal growth pioneer and she helps launch the self-care movement. She's also the author of eight books, one of whom I read over 20 years ago called The Women's Comfort Book. And it really impacted my just knowledge around self-care and really helped me become the loving, tender adult to myself that I am today. So I just want to welcome you, Jen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for saying such a kind thing to get started. That loving, tender adult part is so key to how we handle stress. And now, you know, 20 some years ago when I wrote the book, I just was doing it from, you know, interviews and intuition and research, but not direct uh, research. And now there's a huge body of self-compassion research that is really backing up some of the things that I intuitively discovered. So it's great. Yeah. And, you know, it just, yeah, that book was just, it's a wealth of information, everyone. So if you're kind of struggling with how can I 
be more loving to myself, especially in this fast-paced world. It's a book that I really, really recommend. And so let's just dive in, Jen. How can busy pet business owners, and pet business owners, just so you know, Jen, really nurturing, as you can imagine. Oh, of course, yeah. I have two dogs. <laughs> you get it, yeah. Caretakers by nature. I mean, we just give and give and give, but often we're not giving to ourselves. So also a lot of us are very busy, you know, it, there's a real need for the kind of work we're doing. So how can we infuse self-care into our already really busy schedule? Well, that's a fantastic question and we could talk for the entire interview about it, but I'll give you a few ideas just to get you started. Great. And the most important is that you find what truly recharges you, not what you think you should do. Because the should, I should get up and go for a 20-minute walk as part of my self-care, or I should have a green juice, or whatever has come into your orbit lately will cut off what is actually recharging to you. What I've discovered and what I talk about a lot in my work now and help women with in particular is how following our desires, what's truly arising in the moment is what's deeply recharging for us. So it's gonna look different on different days. However, I have a caveat. There is a concept that from my early work in the Woman's Comfort Book all the way through now I talk about, and those are called shadow comforts. And they're the things that we do when we're so exhausted, when we're so overgiving, when we're so resentful that we do them because we deserve them or we do them to numb out. Again, it's not the thing we do. I can watch an episode of a BBC show that I love and it can just be so delicious or I can watch it, you know, just to numb out because I'm not doing the, I'm not really tuning in to what's going on in my life and what I need. So the most important Simple thing to get those small sips of self-care in is the question, what do I really want? And then when your mind says, there's no time and I've got to get the invoices out and, and we're backed up and I haven't returned the voicemails, you need to say, mind, the business is not going to crash if I sit here for one minute and breathe and ask myself this question. That's a fact. The yeah. business is not going to crash in one minute. <laughs> I love that. And I love the unique aspect of it, really bringing in what do I want? Because each of us, we're so different, just like our businesses are so different, you know? And yeah. so what I'm wanting is going to be very different from perhaps what you want and what really recharges you. And, and I'm wondering, I know for me, one of the daily practices, and I've talked about this in both my books, because it's been so impactful. It's funny, my books are about pet business, but I've infused some self-care because it's been- Of course, you have to, yes. It creates a successful business, taking care of ourselves. And so two of the practices that I do are, I, I try to go on daily hikes if I can, because being in the woods is really recharging for me. And also I write in my journal and I have for, gosh, probably 25 years, every day I do morning pages, you know, like Cameron says with the artist way. And so those are my daily practices that really sustain me and kind of create a foundation for my day. And I'm wondering for you or, you know, just in general, are there daily practices that would be helpful for busy pet business owners who are stressed, burned out? What do you I, I just want you all to appreciate that my dog is trying to come in the room. Oh, I love it. Can we see your dog? We'd love to see. Well, let's see. What, what, she has to do this in her own time. You can't, 
Yeah, we have two of them. And one of them would love to go home with you right now. And the other one is like, I'm just going to do this, you know. Uh, I have so many pillows around me, everybody. I'm in my bedroom because our internet is so bad right now. Come here, boo. Come here. Come here. No, maybe in a minute. All right. Well, in, in good time. Uh, she, she's a little um, standoffish at times. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so to me, again, um, I have a morning ritual that's really important to me, and it includes meditation, and it includes, for me, creative writing. Um, I, I self-identify most as a writer, so moving forward on, on a, whatever project I'm working on, um, those are the two things that I try to protect. Um, they give me a sense of well-being. Um, but so thinking about that wonderful information that we've learned in the last five or six years about habits, here comes the other one, um, the other dog, um, yeah. is look at the habit chain you have right now in your morning or your evening. And the habit chain is just the things that you're doing already, right? So do you get up and check your phone and look for client emails and check your voicemail before you even gone to the bathroom in the morning? And then what we look for is a place in the habit chain that we can just insert the tiniest new habit that would be self-nurturing, like a minute or two, nothing... Um, Nothing more than that because you won't make it a habit. So maybe it's, I'm going to still check my email or my voicemail first thing, but then instead of launching into my day, I'm going to do three stretches on the rug by my bed, or I'm going to look for five things and repeat them out loud that I'm grateful for. So just beginning to make tiny, tiny incremental steps. If you raise the bar on yourself, you'll quit, and then you'll reinforce the idea that self-care is either not available to you, but available to everybody else, or that it's just, you know, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. That's great. And what about, let's say that, you know, the pet business owner is just so busy. Oh, the dog. Come on, that's Stuart. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Stuart oh. has recently had a haircut, everybody. You'll appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Is that a labradoodle? I can't tell. Oh, she's a, he's a, she, he is a schnoodle. A schnoodle. a schnoodle. Okay. I knew it was some kind of poodle mix. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, no, yeah, that was great. A little, you know, dogs are self-care too. Petting oh, gosh, they are. Yeah. yeah. With them, they're great. So what if there's a really busy pet business owner and they only have one, like mm -hmm. if they think they only have time for one practice, what, what would be the most important practice for that person? Well, um, you probably all know that we have a we're, we're have a built-in negativity bias. So our brains are built to look for what's wrong, yeah. and that's that's how our ancestors stayed alive. So a really profound, quick, like essential practice is to take a moment to reverse the negativity bias by taking in, and this is the key, with your senses something that's delightful or nourishing. So it could be maybe you ate an orange for lunch and you just stop and you really smell the orange that's still on your hands. Or maybe you have, um, you know, you have your pet with you at work and you take a moment to just really look at the pet and take in its little wet nose and its eyes and, and just really let that love in through your senses. That's the key to calming the nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, if there's nothing that's visual or sensory in your environment, you can also put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, and you need to do this for more than 30 seconds for it to really be beneficial, but bring up a lovely memory, a memory that you were really relaxed, maybe on vacation, floating down a river, laying in a hammock, hanging out with people you love, and try to bring in your senses. 
you know, don't strain, don't stress yourself out about it. That would not work. But try to remember, oh, what was the taste of that um, wonderful cheese that we had? And what was the sunset look like? And the sound of my friends, my beloved's laughter. And then breathe into your heart while you're doing that. And again, all of these things have really good research behind them so that we know that they work. And they work to lower those stress hormones and to change your heart rate. And you'll feel... With a little bit of practice and give it a minute if you can, a tremendous, uh, and I did it this morning. We're about to move house and I was having to deal with some incredible bureaucracy about changing addresses and I was getting really crabby and then I remembered my own medicine and I did both of these practices this morning. It really helps. And then you kind of, you get back to choice and you get back to a sense of humor and lightness and gratitude. That's great. And you know, you're, you're reminding me about, there's another speaker we're interviewing Marina Smirling, she's, uh, mm -hmm. she's a lawyer and now she's a nonviolent communicator where she yeah. works with people to help them communicate more effectively and more lovingly. And one of her practices when she's really in it is to put her hand on her head and put her hand on her heart mm. and she says mercy. Oh, you know, I love that, you know, it's, and there is something, you know, tactile to really just touching yourself and, and really feeling what's happening for you. Yes. The, the research shows that the mammalian part of our brain needs self-soothing touch and kind self-talk mm -hmm. to get out of either flight or flight, or some of us go into um, what I call belly up. You know, we just, that feeling of, I had it this morning. I can't do this. I can't do this. I have to, I have to run away. And we're both, we're, we're each hardwired for one of those responses over the other. I'm hardwired more for the belly up, give up, forget it. I just can't do it. You know, kind of um, so the, this, this kind self-talk, mercy, and also another piece of it is compassion for others in that moment. Thinking of other people right now who are moving and having to change their address <laughs> with, you know, insurance companies and just going, because that reminds us we're not alone. And that also gives us back to choice and out of that sort of victim, yep. um, you know, oh God, I'm the only one who's dealing with this mentality, which is not good for our brains. No, it really isn't. And that victim place can be such a spiral too. It's like, we have to catch it pretty quickly. All right. right. Yeah. Which is a good point because sometimes we're not going to want to do these practices. And so what will spiral us deeper is to say, I'm bad because I don't want to do anything nice for myself. And so a concept I'm always stressing with the creatives and the writers I work with and women in general is give yourself a bridge, the smallest, little, tiniest thing, which might just be to say, huh, I'm aware I don't want to do anything nice for myself. I really want shadow comforts. I want to eat all the ice cream. And just welcome that. Recognize it. Don't make it wrong. It's what in Buddhism is called the second arrow. The first arrow is... The, the client yelled at me. And the second arrow is, I'm so bad. I'm so stupid that I did that. The first arrow is, I don't want to be nice to myself. And the second arrow is, I'm bad because I don't want to be nice to myself. So skip the second arrow and it will help that spiral from right. spinning. You know, we of stress and self-loathing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so for you, because I'm imagining, you know, you're in the midst of moving. I know you just led a writing retreat, which I hope was wonderful. I'm sure it was. And, yeah. you know, so you're busy. You've got a lot going on. And I know you have these beginning morning practices, but what about throughout the day when you're really stressed and you're busy? How do you take care of yourself in the midst of all I've mentioned a few of them already, but the underlying one for me is self-compassion self -compassion and returning to choice. 
as I've said, I'm somebody who likes to kind of get into the, oh, poor, woe is me, you know, oh, it's so difficult. Um, and that, as we know from the very earliest stress research, impounds our stress. Mm -hmm. People who know they have a choice um, lower their stress levels and their stress hormones. People who feel like they don't, they ratchet up. So people with more sense of choice. And we have to remember the great Viktor Frankl lesson from Man's Search for Meaning from his time in Auschwitz, mm -hmm. that we always have a choice how we react. So I usually try to a practice just a sense of awareness of how I'm talking to myself and what my body's doing. So today the awareness was, oh my God, I'm really feeling pissed. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I just, I'm feeling the awareness that I'm feeling pissed. Mm -hmm. And then, wow. I, then the second awareness was I am tired because I taught two back-to-back -back writing retreats. And so I don't have a lot of bandwidth right now. So how can I begin, how can I step away? And I didn't want to. I didn't want to step away from the computers. I'm getting stuff done. Yeah. So I get let it go a little bit longer, you know, and then I noticed again when I had to come in the house to get something because half the stuff is packed. I had to come in to get envelopes from my office. And then I thought, hmm, how about a drink of water? So that was my bridge. And then to begin to taste the water and then begin to the self-talk of, you know what, I think it's all going to be okay. And then, it, then I got to the practice of my hand on my heart and bringing up a good memory and feeling so grateful for my husband who's doing so much of the work. Mm -hmm. And then that just eased me right out. So you can see it was a multi-step process of having different little things in your tool bag that you can mix and match uh -huh. instead of, you know, like, I got to do it this way because I love to have a sense of, you know, being the rebel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that. Yeah, don't tell me how to take care of myself. Even if it was something I told you, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And then from there, you know, it might become what can I take off my list for today? Um, what would really be merciful for me today? What would really be gentle? Or sometimes it's where do I need to just buck up and do it? You know, sometimes we can't. Sometimes, you know, things are crazy, pretty busy right now and there's things that have to get done. Um, but then I can drop the drama around it. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you go through this, Jen, but I know I do, and I'm being kind of vulnerable here, but there's this place in me sometimes where that victim or that um, drama queen likes it. Like, there's a oh, yeah. in it. You know, a lot, there's, like, some aliveness that comes or something. Oh, for me, it's self-importance. Look how important I am. <laughs> Look how yeah. I just love the idea of feeling like I'm important and special. It's one of my oldest stories. So because of meditation practice, I have a lot of awareness of that. It's taken years. I'm 52. It's taken years. I'm like, ah, right. I'm aware that I'm getting into I'm so special. I'm so important. And then I can just kind of, oh, honey, you're yeah. so adorable. <laughs> Do you think you're President Obama because you're having to change? <laughs> addresses <laughs> oh my god that's a great way and bring humor into it is yeah. so for me it really works because i love to laugh and the laughter of course is you know very good for lowering our stress hormones and totally yeah yeah we interviewed one of the other speakers is alicia datner and she's a comedian uh, and, good yeah and she talks about how important it is to bring in humor into our business and our lives because you know, when we get so stressed and busy, that's often the first thing to go is the humor. Yes. And as a client, um, I, you know, of many businesses, as we all are, I choose the people who are friendly, yep. who take a moment to connect and who make me laugh. Totally. I choose the people who 
who extends compassion to me if I screw up an appointment or, you know, I'm thinking of both our, are the people who groom our, our, our vet and, and our pet groomers. And I'm also thinking about my naturopath. I chose him because he is so non-shaming, so mm. sense of humor. You know, we can laugh about my poop, you know, <laughs> we could do a poop test and, you know, it's just great. Yeah. And that's important. And sometimes we think that's not professional, mm-hmm. but with boundaries, I think it's very professional. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, so important. Yeah. So let's say a busy pet business owner has 10 or 15 minutes. Like that's a lot in a busy yeah. business owner's day. What would be a good practice for them in order to rejuvenate, refresh? And I know it's very personal, but do you have anything that you would recommend? If I had to recommend something, um, I would say anything that has creative expression in it. Um, It's usually the part of us, especially for women, that got uh, squeezed out when we were young because it wasn't practical um, or we were helping, you know, raise younger children or we wanted to do it as our career and our well-meaning parents might have said, uh-uh, that's not safe. You have to be able to take care of yourself. So sometimes a part of our own instinctual ability to know ourselves and connect with ourselves gets cut off there. I'm thinking of a beautiful woman who comes to my writing retreats. She's not a writer. She's a banker. She doesn't want to be a writer, but she's discovering her own authenticity through writing and through working the craft and getting better at it. But, and you know, it could be something as simple as coloring books are super popular now, you know, having a coloring book and a set of some colored pencils that you keep out, don't put them away, you know, put them in a little jar and color for 10 minutes, or maybe it's put on some music and dance, but not like the way you learned a dance class. How does your body want to move and make some noise? We do that as part of my retreats too. You know, maybe it's, I keep art, I have an art journal and I keep art supplies out in my office and I'll just, I'll never show anybody this stuff, but it's really fun. The only problem is then I get paint all over my computer. (laughs) My phone. (laughs) You know, you might keep some wipes there or something. Exactly. Just to clean up. That's so great. But part of it is getting messy too, it sounds like. Just, you know, even the dancing, just, Yeah. And that's, yeah, it can take us out of our brain and into our bodies and into our hearts and just rejuvenate and refresh. And, you know, a lot of, maybe you play Frisbee with your pet, you know, if you're a dog owner, you know, or maybe you jump rope. Maybe there's some play aspect if those don't appeal to you from childhood. But just give some thought to how you can get some creative expression and play without rules or deadlines or you have to do it right. Because that right thing really cuts off the rejuvenation. Totally. One of the things that I do, I haven't done it in a while, but um, I used to do this and I want to get back into it is kickboxing. And I am so bad at it. I mean, it sounds like so badass, but I am really kind of ridiculous at it. But uh-huh. the teacher is so non-judgmental and they have this great music and, you know, I'm not really keeping up with everybody. I'm a little bit out of sync. I don't care. I just let loose. And there's something about, you know, moving all parts of me mm-hmm. that can be incredibly powerful. And so I think, you know, I love that you said dance, creativity, um, through art and just. I'm a big believer in the body as a way in. And whenever I teach online and in person, I provide a lot of ways to do that. Small ways 
that aren't scary and bigger ways like dancing and yoga that are kind of, you know, frightening for some people and super welcoming to others. But you said the most important thing, our minds run our day. And when we can get into the body and have some pleasure and enjoyment from it, we really are it's such a quick way into clearing the stress. Right. And life, I think a lot of us forget that life, or my belief is that life is supposed to be fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and yet when we're working so hard or we're constantly taking care of others, mm -hmm. it's hard to remember that. So, you know, bringing in the humor, bringing in the body, bringing in the art, I think is just important for reminding ourselves of that. Yeah. It's another bridge. It is. It's a bridge. And so for those pet business owners who are caretaking, you know, lots of clients and forgetting about themselves, you know, they're, a lot of them will get in such a habit of taking care of others that they're not, they're forgetting about themselves. How can they be reminded that they're as important as the clients that they're caring for? Well, this, that's a kind of a tough love question, which is what are you getting out of putting everybody else first in front of yourself? Right. I would say that what you're getting is there's some things that you haven't dealt with that need healing and attention. They may be messages and experiences from childhood. Um, it may be time for some coaching or therapy, um, some, some spiritual work, some inquiry. When we're consistently devaluing ourselves, something is up. And it's not sustainable. And that's the truth. So you can remember me saying this. You're either going to end up running your business into the ground or running your relationships into the ground or running your health into the ground. It is impossible for the rest of your life to always put everybody all the time first. Of course, sometimes the business is going to come first. Sometimes the kids, your elderly mother are going to come first. That's what it means to be human. But yep. if you're consistently doing it and you're taking on more stuff so you can keep doing it, I would be very curious about that. Yep, absolutely. And so this has been so great. Any other tips that you have for really busy, stressed out, burned out pet business owners? Why are you continuing to be so busy, stressed out, and burned out? I'm going to just continue the tough love here. Yeah. Right. Are you completely identified with like my story that I'm so important or are you identified with the story that this is the only way for you to maintain your lifestyle or are you maybe genuinely in a phase of your life? We all go through them where things are just tough. And then what's your plan to end that toughness? Do you have to decrease your own living expenses? You have to raise your rates. You know, what are the factors that you're assuming have to be the way they are? If there's no exit strategy or change strategy in place, again, you need to talk to somebody. You need to get a council of other pet owners together. You need to do, you know, the work that uh, with the academy that you have, you need to do something because nothing is ever fixed. Mm -hmm. Nothing has to continue where your life is unbearable. Um, right. It just, it doesn't. And I know this from deep personal experience. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I really went through it in my own business where I was just working as is typical for a lot of pet business owners, 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And I had to really do some tough love and also some mind over matter, you know, like the consensus of society is if you're a business owner, you're going to be working hard. Exactly. That you're doing it right if you're exhausted and overstressed. Exactly. 
a lot of curiosity, a lot of compassion and look and really knowing that your biases, that this is the way it has to be, are going to come up when other people have other ideas for you. And you're going to have a lot of reasons why it works for them, but it doesn't work for you. And then just so much curiosity. Well, why is that? Questioning your thoughts, questioning that you think that this is the way things have to have to be. This is the only rate I can charge in my town. <laughs> Our pet uh, groomers are very expensive and they have this great sign up in their pet grooming business. You know, why is this more expensive than a haircut for you? Well, we don't have to clean the boogers out of your hair cutter doesn't have to clean the boogers out of your eyes. And, and as you can imagine, it goes all the way down there to expelling certain lands. <laughs> and it just, I remember the first time I paid the bill, I was like astounded. And then I read that and I went, okay, right there in a humorous way, they helped me understand their rates. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm sure a lot of pet business owners are nodding their heads going, that's right, it's a lot of work, yeah. And you don't squirm and try to bite me while I cut your hair. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Jen. I really, really appreciate oh, you, your good energy. And how can attendees find out more about you? Yes, it's Jennifer Loudon, L-O-U-D-E-N.com. Everything's right there. I write a delicious meaty blog post once a week. And in the fall, my program, The Oasis, it's not a program, it's not a class. It's, a, it's an hour where you get to just be with yourself with journaling and meditation. And it's just super delicious. That starts. Wonderful. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Jen. And good luck moving. Thank you. I know it's a lot of work. Thank you so much, my dear. Take good care. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jen Loudon. You can find out more about her, about my upcoming book signing and book talk in Marin County, California on February 8th, as well as the meetup in San Diego for pet business owners. That'll be after my two back-to-back -back TV interviews. It's going to be a very busy day. That'll be on February 10th, but I'm so looking forward to seeing those of you that will be at these two February events. It'll be fun to meet you in person. I'm really excited about that. So you can find out more by going to the show notes, which is at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 59. That's the number 59. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 59. I look forward to meeting you in February. And if I don't, I will be at other events. There are a number of events that are happening this year, and I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting you at one of those. All right, everyone, take good care and hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.